I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there again. This is I Only Like You, 2019 Movie Week, Part 2. Coming at you. Yeah, so, you know, listen to Part 1, then come back here. I'm not going to explain to you. Let's get straight into it. Oh my gosh. On You're a renegade. Thir- on Thursday. He can't be stopped. On Thursday, Sine. Yes. We saw The Keeper. We did. At the El Dorado Cinemas at Indrapilly. We did. Now, guess what, viewers? We had the best experience. No. I was gonna wait till we No, Ooh. yeah, go. No, we we can start at the start. Okay. Okay. You can tell we don't do pre-podcast meetings <laughs> that we're going to talk about. First of all, it's a little independent cinema. It's cheap. I think it was the cheapest we had that week, apart from perhaps Monday night. We can't know, don't know what we spent that night. Indrapilly, it's a standalone cinema. You don't see many of them these days. Normally part of like a complex. This guy, by himself. kind of don't want to tell the listeners about it because like I want to keep it just for us. <laughs> I don't want it to turn. But like now, you've got your podcast that gets 100 listens a week, you know, so. Well, look out. (laughs) Had cool lighting inside. Had a Pepsi machine instead of Coke. They served Pepsi and not Coke. We didn't try that, though. We didn't try the popcorn. We had a little little ice cream that night, I think. We did. I foolishly, we'd had dinner beforehand and I wanted a little treat because, as we all know, we need a little sweet, sweet treat after every meal. You know, sue me, even breakfast. Sometimes I have a little biscuit. Who can say? Yeah. I'm an adult. <laughs> so I had a little ice cream, a choc top, but, again, eaten before we went to the cinema, so it's okay by Lonnie's rules. And I got a mint chocolate chip one. And TBH, it wasn't the best. It wasn't as good as Pilots's. No. So if we were ra- rating on, like, desserts, they wouldn't be very high on that. Mm. But the popcorn looked great. Little little frozen Pepsi's looked great. Well, the movie we saw was actually pretty good as well. And I think the thing that Sinead wanted to hide for some reason was the fact that we were the only two people in the cinema. We were the only people in the cinema. And look, it's because we're doing movie week and we probably wouldn't have gone to see on a Thursday night at 7 o'clock normally. However, The Keeper, pretty good film. We were the only people... <laughs> In the cinema. It's a true story, based on a true story, about Bert Troutman, who, which I wasn't 100% sure was true when I was going into it. So, you know, that's my fault. I didn't want to know too much about it going into movie week. I wanted to stay fresh for some movies. And, you know, I'm not really up to my soccer of the 1950s, you know, but now I am. Bert Troutman was German. He was in a prisoner of war in World War Two. And he was in Britain for that. And, again, I thought I knew about the wars and stuff. I didn't realise they had prisoner of wars in Britain. Isn't that crazy? You know? Did you know that? You knew that, didn't you? That's why you're, like, looking at me like an idiot. Looking at you like an idiot? I am a little bit. Okay, I'll take back the look. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So he's found to be a good soccer player inside the prisoner of war camp and then he gets recruited to play soccer for the local team and then, you know, spoiler alert for his life, I suppose, mm-hmm. he goes on to play soccer professionally. And look, in some ways it felt like two movies. It very much felt like two yeah. movies. What were those two movies, you know? Two movies were him as a... Wait, I don't remember. Okay. Wait, no. A week ago, so... The, the first half was, like, him being a prisoner of war and getting driven out of the camp to go play for the team, local team, and then driven back and then fall in love with the girl and that kind of stuff. And then the other half was his, like, extended career as a footballer 
and how that played into like issues with the Jewish community that was like uh, funding the football club and all that kind of jazz. I fully expected the movie to end with the marriage thing and then I was very confused that the second half was going on for as long as it did because I thought that was our act three. Wasn't. Wasn't at all. Hadn't even started. Did it follow through act structure? I don't know. Most things do. Probably. Who knows? I think the first half went too long. Like if they wanted to focus on his career and like all of the drama with Mm -hmm. that and then he broke his, oh, he broke his neck. Guys, he broke his neck and he kept playing. They didn't take him off and he kept falling down every time and just, oh, just stop, mate. Just go off for a second. Mm -hmm. He broke his neck. Mm. Anyway. That's all. So if if they were wanting to do his whole career thing, I think the first bit went too long. I think they should have balanced it more 50-50. It felt very like 75-25. Fair enough, but didn't ruin the movie, I don't think. I was a bit bored in the beginning. Okay. Interesting film, though, still. And he seemed to have an interesting life. And, you know, it's got, it starts out very much like a traditional sort of underdog sports film and film about people coming together who are, you know, on opposing sides of an issue, this case being the war. <laughs> but, yep. <laughs> um, you know, but they, you know that that sort of thing. It kind of felt similar, and I think that's why when it came to the wedding, we're like, "Oh, this is where it ends now," because everyone's happy, they're married, yeah. And now, and then there was a bit more of his I life to go. I understand that. Like, I understand why it didn't and everything. Conveniently, it left off like the fact that they didn't stay together. Mm. And oh, full spoiler alert! It gets into like another movie. His his kid dies, mm. and that's very. Mm-hmm. hectic and not in a good way it's just a, it was a i don't know it's very upsetting mm, sad but it happened though i guess that's the thing and yeah sometimes your life doesn't follow the three-act structure true very true yeah okay let's talk about it in terms of a rating um i just wanted to public service announcement for anyone that was wondering um julianne moore is not in the film i don't think anyone thought that so that's good that's good that nobody thought that by looking at the movie poster at a glance and thought that she was in the film before movie week and then yeah. decided to see it because she was in it, which <laughs> shouldn't really be the fact of to see a movie, but, you know, it was like, oh, she's in it, but I'm glad no one did that. So Yeah, you need your eyes checked. Not because There's other reasons because of that. That is hurtful All right. and offensive. I'm supportive of you. Getting my eyes checked. There's been a few times recently you've, like, come down to see things. One thing... I thought was interesting and I wanted your take on this as an avid football watcher of not soccer, the other football, is in the film when he breaks his neck, they're all like, oh, he's gotten up again and he's gotten Mm -hmm. up again. And I was like, no, 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 don't celebrate this. Like, take him off, take him off. And I was wondering whether you thought there was like some kind of relationship between like this weird obsession with playing through pain and not admitting pain and then turning it into, oh, how good is this guy he played through with a broken arm, rather than saying, no, your arm's broken, go off and get it fixed. What's your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, it was the 1950s, so a different time than today. They didn't know he was had broken his neck. They just thought he might have, could have just jarred or something. So I think if they knew he'd broken his neck, he'd have been off straight away. And also breaking his neck, he'd like, you know, it was like a little crack or something in the back of it. So he could still walk and talk and he still play. It wasn't like he was on the ground and they like wouldn't take him off in that sense and he couldn't move or anything. But definitely there's parts of sport where it's good to, it seemed to be as good to play through pain. Yeah. And some of that is fine. Like it is tough to play professional sport. And so if you went down at the first little sign of of struggle, that of course it's, you know, seeing someone be out there and be brave is is inspiring. But, yeah, it goes way too far sometimes, and it will be the death of some sports that if they take it too far and people do get hurt and, and die, like has happened in, in certain yeah. sports. Yeah, I think lots of sports will have to go to more safety conscious in the future. We'll mm-hmm. start to realise, especially when it comes with, like, things like CTE and 
the concussion problems they have in in full contact sports people won't want to play it they want their kids to play it and it'll be seen in the future to be oh so you can you'll ruin your whole life just to play footy for a few years when you're when you're a kid mm. when there are other things you can do doing with your life mm. but yeah in this case it wasn't like oh he's breaking his he's broken his neck and everyone's like that's good he's still playing they didn't know he'd broken his neck until after no i understand that he actually i think in real life he saw one doctor and the doctor was like oh yeah you just hurt a little bit and he went back a few days later so like I don't think it was anyone being evident at the time. No, I'm not. Or anyone in the crowd saying, oh, this isn't a good, he's staying there. So. I'm not suggesting that. It just made me think of like similar parallels with mm. today where we're like, oh, how good is this football? He plays through breaking his finger. How cool is that? And we like kind of idolize a little bit. And it's like, mm, should we? <laughs> should we be idolizing the fact that people are playing with broken bones? Like it's just sport at the end mm. of the day. It's not worth. Yeah, but like people talk about sports, microsm of life, whatever, like. Yep, sometimes it could be cool if you're, you know, you could be out on a walk and hurt yourself and make it home. Like that could be seen as inspiring. Yeah, or you could so. be a mother who has to have, you know, have pains of childbirth. That is seen as inspiring. And, and someone else could be like, oh, you're just having a kid. You know, like I'm saying there are other things like that, which is not automatically bad necessarily. Same as um, you know, some people think it's cool to be in, to be in a fight. For the sake of being a fight, other people, it's cool to break up a fight. So I lost my point there. But. No, I got what you meant. That's good. What do you think about the flashbacks in the film? Yeah, a few too many, but I think it worked. I think he started having the flashbacks too long into the movie, mm-hmm. and then they established flashbacks, and it's like, didn't we? Mm. Okay, this is the thing now that we're dealing with. I don't know. And it was a bit weird that that was the necklace and for a kid was kind did, of the implication hey did you understand the flashbacks in this film yes very clearly <laughs> the same as i understood those flashbacks because it was him as a child when he looks exactly the same and it's all inside a ballet studio they're not going to understand this well hopefully they listen to part yeah, one of course they do okay they're laughing right now let's rate this okay movie i'm going to give it four stars Four stars as a film. Really interesting. I am going to give it 2.5. Okay. 2.5. Cinema experience. Let me set the scene. Lonnie and I park freely or free under the cinema. We walk across a little bridge to get into the cinema. The cinema is very quiet lovely lighting we go get our tickets and our little mint chocolate chip ice cream we take a seat while someone is cleaning the cinema we eat our little chocolate chip ice cream the lady sees us around the corner and says you're welcome to go in when you're ready i said thank you very much we go in there's no assigned seating we can sit anywhere and no one else was in the cinema Then, as we were leaving, the same lady was there to say thank you and goodbye and held the little garbage bag out for us in case we had any rubbish. This is my perfect cinema experience. 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10, gold star, best of the week, saying it now. Cool. For you? 5. Value for money. Cheapest tickets of the... Mm-hmm. Night, free parking. Yeah. Good, cool cinema. Five? Yeah, why not? Has it? Spoilers alert. Maybe it hasn't. Who knows? I'm going to give value for money four because my chalk top was a little bit expensive and it wasn't the nicest. Actually, I might take mine down a half. 4.5. Yeah. Okay. So your total is... 13.5 mm-hmm. out of 15. Yeah. My total is 11.5 <laughs> It is. Okay. All right. All right. Next night. Okay, I'll just sit back and Snake and do this one. I'll see you later. Hi, listeners. Hello. It's me. Just one-on-one. I'm about to inform you of the fact that we went to see The Lion King. 2019 version 
And it was a time. Um, I'm actually going to ask Lonnie to step back in because I think I might need to be held back. I think I might need to be restrained okay. because I'm going to get very impassioned. I know you are. Why don't you give your thoughts? Why don't you kick it all off? All right. We Where to... do we begin? Friday, 26th of July, we went to see Lion King at Tramside, our local cinema, the event there, and it's a pretty nice cinema. I liked it. The experience was good this time because we had a good crowd who didn't talk, they didn't have their phones out, they didn't like get upset, people were sitting, sit in the right spots, pretty good. The cinema itself, there's some great ads at the beginning, and I don't normally like ads, too many ads at the start of the film, these guys, boats, boats, boats. He was on that night, I don't think, but still, he's a fan. Ferrara Markets, love it. The, what about the Mazda guy? The Mazda guys. He's learned a lot from his kids or whatever, and they know they know Mazda. They know everything there is to know about Mazda. They've been here 25 years, and, and we know all there is to know. <laughs> and he's now dead, but he's kept alive. The reanimated alive. corpse. He's just for the ads. Yeah. Year. He couldn't have done all by himself. <laughs> the boys helped a lot, you know. There's a pillow talk ad that's pretty fun at the moment. So that's good. <laughs> What's this ads review? What a young me, transfer. Me, 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 me. They've changed recently though. Anyway, Lion King is what we saw. And so the first one's obviously a classic of our childhood and of all time. Fun fact, original Lion King is the first movie that I ever remember seeing in cinema. Yeah, that's where it kicked off this, isn't it? I owned video, watched lots as a kid. Great movie. All right. Remember liking number two a lot as well. This one. I've said this before to people. And I'll say it again. I'll say it again now. As an exercise, it's interesting. It's like, can we do it with live action sort of realistic animals that are CGI created? Turns out, you kind of can if you want to. Did it need to be a whole movie? Probably not. Did it look good? Probably not. Were there any good parts? Not really. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Mm. And did you know that this movie is the fourth highest grossing film of 2019? That feels like an injustice. This feels like, you know how like people debate the existence of God and they're like, surely it would have come down during like wars or something and gone, cut it out, guys. Mm. This is what he should come down for and say, cut it out, guys. This abomination. This hellscape of a film. It is horrible. And I have a whole paragraph outlining my reasons why. Hit us. Firstly, what is with this new trend of downplaying every joke in the film? Every It's not enough for a character to make a joke. They have to comment on the fact that they made a joke and, haha, nothing matters, you know, we're all whatever. The same feel that Thor Ragnarok had that we hated. It's in this film. Why is it in everything? That style of humour is a style and it works for certain films. Stop doing it in every film. It doesn't work. I support you. Thank you. Why were their faces the way that they were? There was no animation to them and not in animation like computer animation, animation in movement and expression. They have no feelings. They are just blank, expressionless animals. And this is my biggest thing. I don't watch nature documentaries because I find them really confronting. So going into The Lion King and seeing Scar have blood all over his mouth because he's eating an antelope or to see them attack a creature, it's actually really... Like, no one wants to see that. I don't want to see them actually get trampled and actually kill things. And I don't want that. Of course I don't want that. Why are you giving me that? There's, like, the whole sequence of can't wait to be king. Take that, right? They can't do any of the animation of the original film. But it's so colourful and bright and wonderful because they're realistic lions. So what do they do in this film? They just run for a bit. Mm -hmm. They just run beside mm -hmm. each other. That's it. That's all they do. 
I want to watch a side-by-side -side comparison of that sequence and then just show it to the producers and just say, why? Why? Well, they have their priorities in the different areas. I'm not saying the wrong place, but I think arguably the wrong place. It was all about making it realistic rather than making it fun. But what, like, why like, did it need to be realistic? Why was that even like, a goal? Because they're trying to make them realistic looking is the, is the thing, isn't it? And like, say what you will about the new Aladdin, at least they try to make that fun and they copied, I'd be like, they did the same thing again, but they also had some moments. Like we saw a side-by-side -side comparison of uh, Prince Ali mm -hmm. and like at least the new one they were, was still fun compared to this with like Kuna Matata and, and all the songs really. You're just like, we'll just stand here and we'll do, be prepared and I'll just be walking around being scary and everyone's like oh no no in the first one it's so creepy and green and mm -hmm. like nazi stuff going on there it's awesome mm -hmm. i mean it's awesomely evil but then i feel like they change certain lines for like no reason like they'd say say there's a series of like three lines they'd say the first two as they were in the film and then just change the last one for mm -hmm. shits and giggles or something mm -hmm. and then they have weird intonation in their line readings so it was almost like, oh, we can't quite say this line exactly how it was, so we'll just change it a little bit to make it seem different. And on that note, John Oliver as Zazu is horrible. It is the worst voice acting performance I've ever heard in my whole entire life. I'm sorry. I hated it because I feel like he was just trying too hard to be the Rowan Atkinson Zazu rather than actually just being a character and injecting his own personality into it, like a different rendition. Like, I hate Seth Rogen, but say what you will, at least his Pumba felt Seth Rogen-y a little bit. He injected some personality into it, although I hated the fact that it felt Seth Rogen-y because I just heard his voice every time, so then you can't make me happy. One of the hugest criticisms I have is the fact that Beyonce is in this film because I never once believe that it's Nala, ever, 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 ever. It's just Beyonce. It's, hey, Beyonce, how you doing, Beyonce? And then to have her sing in songs that she's not on screen for is weird. We're going to get trolls, aren't we? I don't the, care. The John Oliver trolls will be after us because of your comments just I'm before. speaking my truth. <laughs> that was a joke about Beyonce's fans. Did you get it? I got it. I also Why didn't you laugh then? Because it wasn't funny. I also hate this, mm, like... Interesting post-feminist era or something when Nala now needs to be the strong, independent woman who's going to stand up to Scar and she needs to have a face-off against, um, what's her name? Lady Hyena. Shinzi. Shinzi. Lady Hyena. Why? Why have that? Mm. For no reason. You're mm. trying to give agency to a character that doesn't need agency. The film's not about her. She goes and finds Simba. That's her thing. She did, she was brave. She did leave the Pride Lands to get help. Stop trying mm. to make her a feminist character when she's not. Or maybe she is okay. a little bit. Mm. I don't want feminism okay. just for tokenistic sake. Sorry. Should be. <laughs> I just feel like, I think I said this to you after the film, you can't even really compare this film to the original, even though I've spent 10 minutes doing that. Because the original is like you creating a beautiful drawing. And then this film is me tracing that drawing and colouring it in differently and is like, look, compare them. You can't compare them. One is a creation. One is literally the same thing but made worse. It is copied and then made worse. You can't hold them equal because they won't ever be because they didn't do anything. Why was Can You Feel the Love Tonight taking place in daylight? Why was Pumbaa just Seth Rogen? Why did they change his song? The whole point of his song is that he has the Pumbaa not in front of the kid bit. Why would you take that out? It's the best line. Baby Pumbaa is 100% wonderful and I would protect at all costs. I would die for him. But why was there poo? Why did so Rafiki smells the hair that comes off the poo? And that's how he realises that Simba is back? Why can't he just see him? He just sees him. 
think you need to think about the first song in the movie. Circle of Life? I understand that. I don't need an extended sequence of how poo is made. I also, like, the whole sequence of Simba talking to his father in the clouds, where was he? Where was he? In the original, he goes through the cave, his inner demons. He has to, like, face his inner demons about him not being sure whether he wants to, like, take his father's place and, oh, it's really hard and uh, And then he gets what he needs back. There was none of that. He just walks through some trees and talks at a cloud. What is this movie? Okay, I think we should write before you get really mad. Too late. Okay, movie overall. Zero. Point five. For Baby Pumba. <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it one and a half stars. All this movie has done is maybe want to watch the original. That's mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. The cinema experience. Made better by the fact it was local. What really made the cinema experience was the opening scene and it was quiet and we're all like, are they going to do it? And then it's like, oh, it's going a bit longer than normal. Maybe they're not doing it. And then you hear, ah, <laughs> And the guy in front of us did a double fist pump. Yeah, and that, that made the cinema experience for me. That was pretty good. I'm going to say four. Sure, four stars for me too. It was a good cinema experience. Value for money. Well, we got cheaper tickets with our Sydney Buzz Rewards, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Four? But, well, the movie we saw though, you know. Oh, good point. Three stars. I can't give higher than 2.5. I just can't. Okay. Don't make me. Okay. 8.5 out of 15 for Lonnie. Mm. Disappointing because we like tram size cinemas, but you know, that's what happens. Seven out of 15 for me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, move on. Take me away from this heinous crime. Okay, well, we move on to Best of Enemies, which we saw at, unfortunately, a really bad cinema experience at <sighs> Bendy Cooperoo. Oof, oof. And we've been there before. We saw Lady Bird there um, yeah, a little while ago when it came out. It was okay that night. Uh, it, well, actually, the movie started early. That's not okay. And it stopped halfway through like it froze. That's not okay. Apart from that, it was fine. Mm -hmm. They're kind of new cinemas in the last couple of years. And Bendy's supposed to be good, you know, the one at Portside. Great there. It's really fancy there, really. Bendy Cooperoo on a Saturday night, though. Oh, my goodness. No. Don't do it. I wish I hadn't done it. But I did. I lived through this. Yeah, we went in there. There was a big crowd of people. There were, my, my pet peeve mm -hmm. is when you're online and people are getting called in with the internet bookings. They get a separate line that goes faster for them, is what I reckon. Us chumps over here, we can get our own people, you know? Like, it's so annoying when you're waiting in line and then someone else gets called up. Like, Well, the worst is that she didn't call him up. He just thought he could go up because he thought no, he was internet booking. No, yeah. She made eye contact with the ladies in front of us. I know, I know. It's very noisy. They know where to sit, know where to wait. There are no people seats everywhere. in the foyer. Yep. The whole point of a foyer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very dirty as well. I'm like, 
it's strange to complain about popcorn being on the ground at a cinema, but this was popcorn in like the hallway bit, like walking out the foyer. Not like one or two pieces, like a whole bucket had been turned over on the ground. People were stepping on it and making it into tiny bits. You went to the bathrooms, bathrooms were horrible. Oh, dirty. And then it's, yeah. And now cinema, the movie started a bit late, actually. If I remember correctly, like we went in thinking it was time and people were still in the last cinema. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's on us, but also. It was the time we were supposed to start, so you go in checking if it's free. Mm-hmm. And then we had an annoying crowd with us. There's a woman behind us, or a man, I'm not sure. There were a couple, I should say. I'm not sure where the noise keeps coming from, what I'm getting at. It was either bracelets or keys. It was that really jingly sound that happened every two minutes for the entire movie. And they didn't listen to my little my side eyes that I was giving them. I gave a little shh at one point. Yeah. Oof. That was scary. I just don't understand it because it's annoying you, surely. You're the one doing it. Shouldn't you also not hear the film? I don't understand this, like, lack of self-awareness for people that make noise. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's... We had an emergency oh, yeah, I forgot about announcement that. halfway through the cinema. Alarm went off and then... But it was like a weird, like it was cut short. Just one, yeah. Like, like someone had pressed a button yeah. by accident. So we all kind of just sat there and then 15 minutes later mm. a voice comes over saying please disregard the alarm you may re-enter the building we, and so we, we were all like oh should we have left yeah that was not good then the absolute worst thing the most heinous of crimes mm. there was talking everywhere and we were like what is going on there's talking not within our cinema like that's strange so i'll get up and i'll just close the like internal Mm. cinema door so i did that on behalf of our cinema which was pretty much full nominated myself did that door didn't close properly sat back down tried to pull it as best i could it got more and more raucous Mm. to the point where we couldn't hear what was going on in the movie so i went out the regular door that sorry the internal door and then the external door and poked my head around there was a function happening in the hallway outside our cinema with kids and people screaming at each other and having drinks and stuff and there were two ushers stood outside where our cinema door was and they kind of looked at me like I was the weird one Mm. so I gave everyone a a nasty look and then I slammed the door and then slammed the other door and then sat down in a huff Mm. and thankfully the function was over what are you doing having a function outside a cinema when you're that loud it's disturbing because, like, when these things happen, you're like, I'll just, I want to watch the movie, so hopefully it finishes right? soon. You know, I don't want to cause a scene, you know. And if I if I get up and complain about it, I'm missing out on the movie I just paid for. This is the thing. I had to get up twice. Yeah. But, you know, clearly what you should do is when you first hear it, go up and you know, nip it in the bud and sort of thing. So yeah, but you don't want to be the, the bloody noise Nazi Well, especially either. if it's just someone walking past who's noisy and they're gone. Like, you don't want to ruin your whole movie experience for nothing. Exactly. So, unfortunately, our view of the film was, a viewing of the film was a bit disturbed by all this. And the movie itself, actually pretty good. A bit long, I thought. How long? What's the, what's the run time? 133 minutes. It could have been 90 It minutes. was very long. It could have been 100 <laughs> minutes. It was a long movie. movie. Yeah. Sam Rockwell likes playing racist to become good at the end now, apparently. apparently. Yeah. He's yeah. good at it, so, you know, that's fine. True uh, story. Yes. Based on a... a civil rights activist and a, the Ku Klux Klan leader in um, North Carolina who become friends and like, mm. and we say, we say friends in this film, they're not friends. They're no, they want to become friends later in real life, apparently. But during this film, it's about segregation and there's a, it's a rivals, cult. rivals, they say they're rivals throughout the movie. What's the particular name called? For the black students in the schools. No, no, Charette is what they were doing. So they had a week long, debate and discussion in the community about how to solve this issue about um, segregation. It's kind of touch on segregation. Anyway, watch the movie and you'll see the exact circumstances of, of this. Quite interesting and based on a true life story and that what makes it more interesting. My only thought was maybe this would have been better as a documentary or like a podcast where you could go into the detail of what actually happened rather mm. than getting perhaps the, the movie-fired version of it. You know what I mean? Taraji P. Hansen is in the movie as well, we should yeah, say. Yeah, she's really good. She's wonderful. I, my viewing of the film was altered by the fact that I'd seen Black Klansman and I'd sort of seen this narrative 
layout. I don't want to be offensive. Just because you've seen one reconciliation movie between black people and white people doesn't mean that that idea is exhausted and that no other films can be made. However, I felt like I'd seen this particular film where it sort of felt to me very similar to Green Book in the fact that it was like, oh, one white person realises that black people are okay and how nice for them. Um, yeah, that's kind of... It's a bit different if he's head of the Peacock's clan, though. It is, yes, but he didn't, like, affect change. It was just a change within him. And, yes, that's wonderful that he came to accept that, but also, I don't know. I don't know that I, you can really forgive other things that he did in his life. I don't want to argue with you, but he did, like, vote for them in the end of this movie. Like, that's yeah, changed the effects. And he went on later in life to go around with her and preach a good word. The vote thing was very dramatic, and I was wondering whether it was true, but you read about it afterwards and, yep, he ripped up his, his well, membership. That's what he says, yeah. That's what he said. Interesting point he made, which I thought was quite, quite uh, poignant, was that when he was part of the KKK, he would be called in, like in the film, to come to like town hall meetings and that sort of thing to, you know, show some muscle and and mm. have people in the council, local council, get their way. However, and he was doing that for them and thinking they were on the same side and on the same sort of working towards the same sort of goals. But then he would walk past them in town later down the street and they wouldn't talk to him in public mm. because he was KKK. So they're more than happy to arrange for him to help them, but. That he was still seen as you know, not really part of the community because of the KKK element, mm-hmm. and that, and and working with uh, people in this film and Anne Atwater, who seems like a real character, and she oh, especially yeah. in the documentary part of the end of the film, um, he realised that they had more in common being poor than they had in in contrast by being black and white, which is yeah, an interesting point that I, which the movie kind of gets into in. I was just thinking of John Gallagher Jr.'s character. Yes. Did you feel like when you realised who he was that they should have introduced him? Yes. How have they introduced him today? <laughs> oh, Jim Harper's here. This is Jim Harper, everybody. Oh, my God, it's the worst moment in any TV show ever. He's in the newsroom. Counterpoint. It's the best moment of any TV no, show. No, it is awful. He's from the newsroom and there's a random musical interlude in the last episode and he just gets introduced no one knows who he is like okay ben harper who i've just met that's why they've introduced him (laughs) Uh jim harper's here i hate i yeah i hate it anyway great he was he was great in this film he was really really good Mm -hmm. really like him okay so this has gone on long enough this podcast our complaints this movie i think is worthwhile i think you should probably watch it it doesn't hit the heights of some movies but you know so, movie, is the name? What do you reckon? Um, three out of five. Fair enough. I'm going to give it four. You know what? I like movies, so I don't mind giving the movies good reviews. See, for me to have a five-star movie, it's got to be like, like it's harder mm, for me to get like a five, mm, but, you know, that's right. fine. Anyway, cinema experience, zero. The big. The only benefit was that the movie was playing, and that shouldn't be a benefit in a cinema. Yeah, no. Honestly, I'm going to go zero too, thinking about it. Zero. Yeah. Value for money, it was so expensive. That's like going to be a half, I reckon. On a Saturday night. Yeah. Half because the movie was good. Yeah. 0.5. Oh, my God. Dandy Cooperu, if you're listening, please play this podcast in your next staff meeting and sort your shit out. I understand Saturday nights are a busy night for movies, but still. Yes. 4.5 out of 15 is Lonnie's final score. Mm. 3.5 out of 15 is wow. mine. And that's almost all the movie itself. Movie's doing the heavy lifting there. <laughs> it sure is. Okay, so after a long week of seeing movies. We're poor. We're destitute at this point, really. We're, yeah. we're trying to save money by having leftovers at home and scraping the last of the bagels and, and toast that we have together. You know, we do this for you, <laughs> listener. So, you know, if you want to give us some money for the, our ventures, that's fine by me. I'd love a sponsor. Yeah. Anyone want to sponsor us? If you want to, get in touch. Sunday night. So this is our eighth movie of the movie week, Sunday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. We went to New Farm Cinemas. 
We did. And they've been done up within the last five or six years. And, you know, New Farm's just a little bit out of the way to get to grass and, you know, people who don't live in New Farm generally, I suppose. And we hadn't ever got there. And we were missing out, I reckon. This one, it was Sunday night, had to go to work the next day, etc. And we, you know, we hadn't, we only got something cheap on the way to this and we started got to the movie just on time. So we didn't get to, like, revel in the cinema experience well, we, too much. We went for a walk around afterwards to see it all. Yeah, we didn't, like, stay there for, didn't get an ice cream and sit around, is what I mean, like other films. Right. Um, but really nice inside, really cool, some nice memorabilia. It was, like, a little, mm-hmm. they're, like, pinball machine stuff. And, they had a bar. Yeah. They were selling baklava, mm-hmm. which I would have wanted if I was not full. They had themed cinemas. Mm. So there was the purple cinema or the blue. Mm. Mm-hmm. We were in the blue cinema, like the red cinema. Like it was really, really cool. I loved mm. that. I loved the look of it. It was so, mm. it was a wonderful, like beautiful cinema that had been done up. Same people who do the Yatla Drive-In and Elizabeth Street Cinemas. We went to once. Didn't have a great time that night, but I think it was a pretty cool cinema. So we'll try it out again some other time. Especially after seeing this guy. These, um, what they've done in here. It's really yeah. awesome. And we saw uh, Diego Maradona. Documentary. Documentary about, you guessed it, Pele. No, <laughs> <laughs> about Maradona. The, some say the best soccer player of all time. Sine, what did you know about Maradona before this film? Only what I had seen in the trailer. Okay, very good. <laughs> I knew a bit about him. I knew about the hand of God and I knew about he's a good player. I didn't really know much of the details of his life. Never heard of him before in my life. I knew him just as, like, you know, good soccer player, Maradona, like someone might think of, you know, Sachin Tendulkar, good cricketer, that's all. It did happen before our time. Yes, he you was. weren't alive. Oh, for sure, but, you know, we're alive now. Why is that an excuse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's by the same director who directed the Amy Winehouse documentary, mm, which did, we saw, and it was so we wonderful. Liked, we loved that one. And he did Senna, which did well the Oscars, but I haven't seen that one yet, but I really want to. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, but this one, well, you know, the director also did a few episodes of Mindhunter. How weird's that? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Not to that show. Let's come back. Okay. All right. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Maradona. If all he could have done in his life was play soccer and not have had to deal with everything else, he'd have been very happy. And I think about this sometimes with people who like sports stars especially and, and you know, mm-hmm. the Amy Winehouse musicians out there. Mm. Like if you could just play your music or play your sport and not have to deal with being a celebrity as well. Or, you know, just play soccer in the local league or play local clubs as a musician. Maybe have a better life. Hey, maybe it's not worth all the fame and money and despair. He didn't despair. have a choice because, and neither did really Amy Winehouse yeah. because they were so talented. That's so you problem. can't be that good and play local football because mm-hmm. people are going to want you on your team. And if they'd let him go... When he had asked mm-hmm, and he time. said, this is getting too much for me mm-hmm. and Fat Checks McGee was like, nope, you're making me bank load of money. That's true. I think that man should be held responsible for some of the yeah, torment. some of the things that happened. And then there's an interview at the end with Maradona mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. and he's not well. No. Like, I don't know, I think a lot of the people who were in charge of, like, the football places and the Prime Minister of Italy and all that kind of stuff really have a lot to answer for Mm. in this film because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, they sort of used him to serve their purpose and didn't really care about the damage that they were doing. And, you know, I know it was a different time and different place as well compared to where we are currently, but... He didn't seem like the nicest bloke, did he? No, he seemed a bit arrogant and yeah, a bit, you know. And that happens when you're told since you're a kid that mm. you're going to be the world's best player and you actually end up being that. Yeah. And you win a World Cup basically by yourself. Well, we only saw a certain part of that World Cup in the documentary and don't know hell about it, but it was, you know, great achievement, some of the stuff he did. Um, but, yeah, it's it's hard to know at what point were his personal failings more to blame or the people around him and the circumstances he found himself in. Like, I know, again, we're just probably seeing the worst of the worst, but he couldn't walk down the street without being mobbed by people. And, I know. And wasn't it a sad story about they'd play on a Sunday afternoon, he'd go on a bender until, like, Wednesday, yep. then train to get better for next Sunday, Sunday. and then do it all again. For, like, years. <laughs> years. And you've got to think about the people around him who were 
like I know he wouldn't didn't have to do it, but allowing that lifestyle to take place. This is what I mean. Those yeah. people in charge knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. They said everyone knew that he was taking cocaine. Everyone mm-hmm. knew he had an addiction. They just mm-hmm. exploited it. Mm-hmm. As long as he was you know, playing for them, exactly and making money for them. The thing that I found so interesting though is the public turn that happened mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. The fact that he, like. They lost that one football match mm-hmm. and blamed him for it because his team won rather than maybe being like my team was a bit shit because they didn't win. Yeah. They blamed him and then this whole population turned on him. The police got involved. They cracked down on the cocaine thing. They mm. they really. They forced him out of the country essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Got him for things that they already knew mm. that he was doing and there was like mafia equivalent stuff going on there as well. Mm. Whatever the equivalent of that, those guys well, were. Yeah, it's the, the real Italian mafia, essentially. Yeah. In Italy. Uh, so, yeah, again, like, he didn't have to get involved with those underworld sort of figures, but also he was. Like, and then it seemed yeah. like he didn't have much of a choice in some parts of that. Yeah, it's, they knew what they were doing when they... Hmm, they brought him over. They, yeah. yeah, they reached out to him and mm. they knew what they were doing. Mm. But I just, that whole final thing where it went down to a penalty shootout, like, yeah, oh. Yeah. That was very exciting. It was it was really structured brilliantly, this film. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Like, I just think back to that scene when he was first signed. There were people in the stands of a football stadium. Just to not watch to him. watch any football, yeah, just, just to, to catch him. a glimpse of mm, him. People. It's like, this is insane. This is absolutely mm. insane. So this is a really, really good film if you like commentary on fame and like mm-hmm. i don't know if you're into sports as well you might enjoy it if you liked the amy winehouse documentary i think yeah. you probably like this but one. you don't have to like sports don't have to no. know anything about soccer to understand and like this film so. i knew nothing this is the thing i don't know anything about soccer really but watching him play you know that he's good because he's like running rings around everybody mm. and you're like oh okay i still understand that there's something good about his like special about him even though I don't quite understand how soccer works, but I was saying online um, that he's got he was quite small. He was mm. only I think only like a meter sixty. They said that in the film, but he shouldn't have been as good as he was. But he had a very small centre of gravity in that sense and he could stay over the ball a lot better than some people. That's why I couldn't like mm. he'd completely throw his body one way and then mm. trick him and go the other way. Mm. Like it was in oh, it was incredible. Mm. I don't know, and he said he had to find a balance between being quick and still being good. It was just amazing. It was really, really yes, good. Yes, recommend it. Okay. Cinema. I mean, movie first. Movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. What are you giving it? Four and a half for me. A little bit weird they didn't have talking heads. They just had voiceover commentary from people. See, I quite liked that. I actually liked mm-hmm. that because it was a bit different. I'm sick of I... talking heads. <laughs> yeah, but I got a bit confused about who everyone was, though. That was my only thought. Fair enough, yeah. Cinema experience? I'm going to go four and a half again. It was a really nice cinema. Unfortunately, parking was annoying, and yeah. for us, it is a long way out of our way, so it can't be our local. But if you live on that side of town, like if we lived there, that would be our local cinema. Yeah. Um, so I'll give for four out of five for that. And then value for money, it was a little bit pricey because we weren't members. So I'll mm, give. But we can't really be members of there. So maybe. Three out of five? What are you giving? Yeah, we'll do the same. Your total is 12 out of 15. Yep. My total is 11.5 out of 15. Very good. So, with all that said. Okay, what was the best movie of movie week? How should we do this? Should we add our scores together out of 30 and that decides the winner? All right. Drum roll. The best movie. Of movie week was Booksmart with 27.75 out of 30. And that's because of my weird scoring. <laughs> the worst movie of movie week. Well, that's be unfair. Well, yeah, it is. It's Best of Enemies with 8 out of 30. That's not the best movie. Not the worst movie. It's the... Worst experience. It was the, the worst of cinema experiences. I think we enemies. all know what was the worst movie of the week, and we don't need to go there again. Okay, I don't want to spend another <laughs> half hour on it. 
And what draws it though? It needed to be said. It was 15.5 out of 30. What about Seal Life Pets 2? Oh, 13.5 out of 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're equally bad, are they? Well, give me some of your thoughts of Movie Week experience overall in 30 seconds or less, mate. Um, some good experiences, some bad experiences. Best cinema, uh, New Market, uh, New Farm, uh, uh, El Dorado, one of the other people in the cinema, best cinema experience. Choc Tops, best palace. Worst movies of the world, Secret Life of Pets 2, Lion King. Best movies, Booksmart, Maradona, probably. Uh, great, would do again. Would wait until a bit richer, never going to happen. Probably will do again and then get more poor. Would wait until Oscar season, so there's more on. We're really scraping the barrel with this one. To be fair to that, sorry, that last point, what you might do as well is save up a bit, save some movies up. We'd seen, like, yesterday, we'd already seen, like, Toy Story. We could have maybe had not seen them and then seen them any time we wanted during this week. But... Very true. All right, very cool. I think it's something, if you could do it, you could almost do it every week, I reckon. I'd also add a challenge next time and say that you can't go back to the same franchise of cinemas mm, again yeah like once you go to an event that's it because it would force you to go to more indie cinemas and see more of your yeah i, yeah, I know but that could be hard to do though <laughs> to find eight that's of them why it is a challenge okay that is the are beauty more of than, movie week are there eight cinema franchises out there you drive far enough okay <laughs> all right well we'll see you very soon uh not for a movie week just for a movie night or afternoon if we went in the afternoon Perhaps a morning. Maybe a midnight screening. Is no, the time it's not going to be midnight screening. It's not like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much, guy, everybody, and we will see you soon. Bye. I'm, I'm discombobulated. Why? Because I'm worried at the beginning you went just straight into it, so we don't have a little bit from before the music. And now I'm really stressing about that. That's why I'm not committing to the pod. I need to commit to the pod. Okay. Well, I figured that out in editing. You can just play music and then we start. <gasps> no cold open? Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.